Turn your Bibles again to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Last week as we considered Acts chapter 3 verse 1 through 12 and Acts chapter 4 verse 1 through 12, we saw that God had healed a man using Peter and John as, a ve- as his vehicle. Now th- this, is, this was not a healing that, that could have easily been dismissed by those who were watching as the man had been lame from birth. Instead of celebrating this healing, the Jewish authorities put Peter and John in jail and then told them, told them to stop preaching and healing in the name of Jesus. We then saw uh, Peter and John's response to, to what, was, what was trying to be opposed upon them in verses 19 and 20. And church, it's so good. I'm going to read it again this morning. Is that all right with y'all? Is that all right with y'all? This was the response to Peter, of Peter and John after they were told to quit preaching. Shut your mouths and quit preaching. Here it is. They said, but Peter and John answered them, whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. For we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. That was their response. Nope, it's not happening. This morning, I want us to look at what happened next as we also consider what it is that Satan was trying to do to not just Peter and John, but to every person who was serving the Lord by spreading the gospel message of Jesus Christ in that day and today. Now, let let me, before I read, I want want y'all to understand something. I had planned on, I, I thought God was taking me in a totally different direction. And I just could not get settled as I sat down to to start preparing my Sunday morning message. Miss Sue, I could not get settled. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, just stop and look past what happened last week. Because that's what I want you to, and I I mean, I kind of resisted it for a few hours. And then finally I sat down, okay, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it in full. And as I read it, God just opened this message that he wants us all to hear this morning. Amen? So let's let's look at uh, Acts chapter 4, and we're going to start reading in verse 23. Now this took place after Peter and John John says, look, we're not going to shut up. This is what happened next. After they were released, they went to their own fellowship and reported, they told all that, that happened that the chief priest and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices to God unanimously and said master you are the one who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them you said through the holy spirit by the mouth of our father david your servant why do the gentiles rage and the people's plot futile things the the kings on the earth took their stand and the rulers assembled together against the lord and against his messiah For in fact, in the city both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, assembled together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan had uh, had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, and now, Lord, consider their threats and, and grant that your slaves may speak your message with complete boldness while you stretch out your hand for, for the healing signs and wonders to be performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken 
And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak God's message with boldness. Let's pray. Father, we come to you again asking forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we pray that you would bless the reading of your word. You would bless those who've assembled in the sanctuary and on our live stream. Lord, you would be with us right now. You would just wake us and shake us and help us, God, to hear a word from you. Not from me. Hear a word from you this morning. In Jesus' name I do pray. And all God's children said loudly, amen. Amen. This morning I want you to see vividly, see completely, comprehend, and fully understand what it is that Satan desires for every person who is spreading the gospel. It's the same desire. If you have a desire, if you want to, if you, if, and listen, God created you to spread the gospel if you're a Christian. You hear me? Do you hear me? Satan's desire is the same for all of us. What he is trying to do to every person who is testifying to the truth of the gospel message, not only to preachers, but also believers who are willing to tell of what Jesus has done in their lives, Satan wants from you the very same thing as the Jewish authorities wanted Peter from Peter and John. And that's for you to be silent and speak of Jesus no more. That's what Satan's desire is for every believer. For you to sit down and shut your mouth. That's what he wants. This morning I want to tell you something that you need to know and remember as we move forward. If you are saved, if you are a blood-bought child of the king, you are qualified. And with that knowledge, you need to be motivated, just as motivated as Peter and John were in our scripture. You need to be motivated. Listen, you are a blood-bought child of the king. And that ought to motivate you to the ends of the earth. But too often it doesn't. We know it. We know it. But Ricky, something happens. Something happens. Well, what, what did we see last week? Peter and John were doing exactly what God called them to do. This man came up, and he was lame from birth, and, and they, Peter said, listen, silver and gold have I not, but what I have you, I give you in the name of Jesus. Stand up and walk. Stand up and walk, and he walked. Listen, I don't know what it is that God wants you to do. I don't know what it is that God's called you to do. But I promise you this, Satan's directive and his, what his desire is to do the same thing to you that he did that he wanted to do to Peter and John. Uh, um, Yeah, Peter and John. And that's to silence you. And too often he's very successful. Well, what, what does he do? What does Satan use to shut Christians up? What does he do? Y'all see, that's what he wanted to do last week. He wasn't successful. But what does he do to shut Christians up? Church, Satan uses circumstances to shut the mouths of Christians. Too often, Satan uses circumstances to shut our mouths. Do you know that Satan will use circumstances in your life uh, that that arise so that those circumstances will stop you from serving God? Can Can I tell you the plain old circumstances, just plain old circumstances in your life are enough at times to stop us from serving. Circumstances that Satan may or may not have even been a part of will will stop you in your tracks, dead in your tracks at times. Brother Kyle, I don't understand. What are you talking about, circumstances? 
just plain old circumstances. Satan may or may not have had anything to do with them, but those circumstances stop us dead in our tracks from serving God. A few, few months ago, uh, it seems like days ago or weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we were minding our own business, living in life and, and serving God, and we got a call from Emily that something was wrong with Winnie's eye. And, and the eye doctor said it could be a tumor. Y'all, y'all, that's just a circumstance. Do you know what it did to your preacher? It, it crippled us. I mean, didn't it? I mean, we, we were in, in a funk. You could have found me in my, under my desk in a fetal position. I mean, it, it's just a circumstance in life, right? Is that the worst thing that's ever going to happen to me? Probably not. But that one little thing, that one little thing crippled me. Now, I, I went to Jesus, but I mean, I, I, it was cons- that circumstance consumed every aspect of my life. I could not think past that because of what was taking place in my life. Do you get me? But it's not just that circumstance. Listen, when, when Alex was a little boy and he had his accident where he fell on the toy and went in his eye, orbit of his eye. For weeks we had him at the hospital. For weeks he was, he was unconscious. He had this bulge over his eye and a drain tube coming out of his eye. He had a port. Oh, listen, a baby had a port. He had a little port to, to give him medicine. For, for two weeks he was in the hospital. We didn't know whether he was going to live or die. What, what, what happened? That circumstance crippled me as a Christian. Did you pray? Yes, I prayed. But where were my every thoughts? All my thoughts were centered on my child. That circumstance crippled me in my Christian walk. You know, we all have circumstances in our lives. It can be as small as just financial circumstances. Or it could be something unbelievable like the, 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 the tumor that, that Winnie was supposed to have or the accident that Alex had. But listen, we need to understand right now that circumstances are always going to be happening in our lives. And when that happens, when the circumstances happen, happen, uh, follow that, please. When circumstances happen in our lives, we, we need to stand up and say, listen, listen, they're going to happen. I'm going to serve God through those circumstances because circumstances are always coming and they're going to cripple us. Church, we need to be prepared. We need to be ready knowing that circumstances are always going to take place. Always going to take place. But I want you to know that Satan will use relationships as well. Do you know that Satan will use relationships to stop us from serving God? He'll he'll use relationships to to shut you up from from spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'll never forget in my ministry experience, there was a young boy, and I've never seen a young boy who was more on fire for serving God. I mean, he, he he loved the Lord. He was in our youth group in the first church we served. You know what kept him or, or stopped him from really spreading the gospel? Sports. Sports. There's nothing wrong with sports. There, there's nothing wrong with sports at all. But it consumed him. That's what he lived. Any extra time that he had, you know what he was doing? He was dribbling a ball. 
He was standing on the free throw line shooting extra points, shooting extra points, shooting extra points because he didn't want to be ostracized and criticized by his teammates and his players and his coaches when he missed a free throw. That's, that's what he was consumed by. And, and all his time, all his extra time, thank you, fellas, all his special, all the extra time, he, he was focused on sports and not God. What happened? Well, you probably know what happened. You probably know what happened. Church Satan uses something else as well. He, he, uses, he uses relationships to stop you from serving God the way he wants you to. Do you know, I've seen so many people, and I've given warning after warning after warning. When you see somebody who is faithfully serving the church, and they start dating people who don't attend church. Church, listen, it's not just up to your pastor. If you have a family member, a loved one, and I've got, I mean, I've, I've, I've had to do this with, with, with close family members who were serving God. Listen, you, you, you might want to step back. You better be careful because nine and a half times out of ten, if you've got a Christian dating a non-Christian, who usually wins out about the church coming on Sunday morning? The non-Christian. Oh, Brother Kyle, listen, listen. I, I, I'm going to pray for this person, and I, I'm going I'm to love them to Jesus, and they're going to start coming to church with me. You can pray that prayer all you want to, and you can have the greatest aspirations. But I'm telling you, more times than off, often than I've, I've seen is the non-Christian pulls the Christian out of church completely. You can look around our church today, and you can think of four or five people that's happened to since I've been your pastor. Satan uses relationships, relationships, it sounds like a good thing to shut Christians up, to keep you from doing what God called you to do. Satan also used sickness or the thought of death to stop a Christian from serving the Lord. Listen, I'll never forget in all my life when my grandfather was diagnosed with lung cancer. And as he progressed, he, some, they gave him a medicine that just messed his mind up. It was the medicine. And they put him in the psych ward at Charlotte Memorial Hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the, the part that killed me, Tony. As you, you went to visit my grandfather, you had to walk through the whole cancer ward. People who were... were in the hospital, they, they were suffering. They were in the late stages. They were about to, 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 to meet God. They, they were on this hall. And you had to walk down this long, long corridor of rooms to get to an elevator to go up to where my grandfather was. It was just torturous to me. Because what you would hear as you walked down this, you would hear the people in their rooms moaning. Moaning. In, in agony, in pain. But I'll never forget I'll never forget as I walked that hall, the last room on the right before you got to the bank of elevators, I heard a different sound. I heard a different sound. I heard a man, and you're not supposed to. I, I got in trouble years ago. You're, you're not supposed to look in the rooms as you walk by. You're not. It's, it's not proper etiquette. I was walking through... A, a, one of the nurses was walking me through the, the ICU one time, and I was looking at the number at the top of the door to make sure, see how close I was getting to the, the number I was. I wasn't looking at those people because it's, it's rough looking in the ICU. 
And she, and she said, you need to keep your eyes to yourself. I was like, ma'am, I, what are you talking about? You're not supposed to look. But listen, on this day, I looked. The last room on the right, there was an older gentleman who had cancer. He was dying. And Desi, he wasn't moaning. And I'm sure he was in pain. He was singing praises unto God. He was singing amazing grace. And he wasn't singing it like we sing in the church pews on Sunday morning. Amazing grace. No, 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 no. He wanted to make sure every person who walked that hall, who was in that hospital, heard him singing praises unto God. Sickness will cripple you. It'll take, it'll just sit you on the sidelines and shut you up. But it doesn't have to. Listen, need need I remind you? I want to give you a great example. Sickness will, 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 it'll it'll just constrict you. We're, 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 We're being shut up today. We are closing our mouths because of a COVID-19 virus with a 98% cure rate across the board. People are scared to death of a virus with a 98% cure rate. Brother Kyle, you, you've, you've said that many times before. How do we, Trey, how are we going to know if this vaccine's work, vaccine's working? I mean, how, how are we going to know? Is the cure rate going to go to 99%? I mean, how are we going to know? Do, do you see Listen, Satan's desire is to shut you up. And we're falling right in the trap. We're falling right in the trap. This morning, I want you to see with your eyes open that Satan tried to use the words of those in Jewish authority to stop Peter and John from spreading the gospel. We have seen such leaders in the last few years in America use similar tactics, and we will continue to hear of this more and more until Christ comes to rapture his church. It, it's going to get much, much worse. What is going, what's, 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 going, cannot be, what's going on cannot be stopped. It's prophetical. Church, there are only two things that we as Christians should do and be willing to do. You ready? Look at verse 24. Look at verse 24. Verse 24 says this. When they heard this, they raised their voices to God unanimously and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit, by the mouth of our father David, your servant, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot futile things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers assembled together against the Lord and against his Messiah. Church, we right now need to do something. You understand that Satan's trying to silence the church, right? You you understand that. I mean, this is not something your, your pastor's just coming up with. You can see that Satan is trying to silence the church. Amen? Or oh me. Church, we right now need to unite in prayer for the gospel to spread like never before. Our scripture this morning that I just read says that, that those who were assembled together, they raised their voices to God unanimously. Unanimously. 
Now, now hold on, y'all, please hold on with me because I'm, I'm just about done. Listen, they raised their voices unto God unanimously. There are things that we may not agree together as believers in Christ. But the forthgoing of the gospel to be heard by the lost world is not one of them. Tony, you and I have been in, in circles with pastors, you know, different assemblies of pastors from time to time. And I promise you, listen, you, you couldn't get all those pastors to agree on everything in one spot, could you? But if I said, fellas, let's, let's all come together and pray that the gospel will spread like never before. How many of them would, would disagree with that, Tony? They'd all agree with it. Church, that's something the church needs to agree on. We, we might have differences, but we need to be in unity in prayer that the gospel will not be silenced, that the gospel will spread like it never has before. Church, this prayer, is this plea to God should be heard today from, from every Christian who is walking the earth. If the world today needs anything, more than anything, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? In your prayer, start praying that. God, please, please let your message be heard. Let us not be silenced anymore. But there's something else we can see in our scripture. There's something else that needs to be prayed this morning as well for the gospel to spread. Look at verse 29. Verse 29 says, And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your slaves may speak your message with complete boldness. We need to be vessels that, that aren't compromised vessels. But church, we need to be vessels with boldness. Amen? God, please listen, we want your gospel to spread because we know if the world needs anything right now, it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, use me, but use me with complete boldness. Boldness, Lord. Please, I need that boldness. Brother Kyle, you're bold enough. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. Verse 30 tells us of another element in the gospel equation that we, we need or... or, or we can't leave out, that, that we need to pray for. Look at, look at verse 30. Verse 30 says this, While you stretch out your hand, your healing signs and wonders, to be performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Church, what we see here and what we see a need for is that God will go ahead of us and do things that only he can do. God, we, we want your message to spread. We want boldness, Lord. But listen, we, we want you to go ahead of us and do things that we know that only you, you, God, only things you can do. Church, we need to pray that, that God will prepare a path before us. I think that we can all agree that we've, we've prayed prayers that weren't all honoring to God at certain times. God, I need a new car. I'd like a bigger house. You know, I, I, Lord, I want that, this kind of dog. Or I sure would like a four-wheeler. Or, or here, here's one during deer season. Lord Jesus, here, Courtney, I know Courtney's prayed this before. God, please let a 12-point buck walk out here in front of me. I mean, sometimes those just aren't prayers that are honoring to God, are they? Listen, God, give us unity that the gospel would spread. God, God, give us boldness like we've never had before to preach the gospel message. 
Church, church are these honoring to God? Yes. yes, they are. Church, we also need, we have a need in our prayer lives for, for what we see in verse 31. Look at verse 31. Verse 31 says, When they had prayed, the place where they assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak God's message with boldness. I believe some Christians need shaking today, church. I believe we need to be shaken. We need to be awakened. I've had several conversations. Becky and I had this conversation this past week. If you look at everything that's taken place in the world the past two years, and if you look at them individually, just individually, you can, you can swipe it off as circumstance or happenstance. or you know, It's just, it is what it is. If you look at it individually. But if you look and see what's happened in our world the past two years, cooperatively, along with the Word of God, church, you, you need to understand that what we're seeing is prophetical. Do you hear me? We cannot, we cannot look past it any longer. We, we've got to see it with open eyes, church. Listen, we need a shaking. Christians need shaking. Brother Kyle, what are you talking about? Do you remember when you were a child and your parents told you to do something and you didn't do it? Y'all remember? And, and you might have had good parents and said, look, I, I told you, go, go, go do it. But if you didn't do it the second or third time, your, your parents would grab you and say, I told you, to, we need to shake in church. The church needs to be shaken and waking. With these prayers, Dan, can I see that? Did you bring it with me? You couldn't? Okay. With these prayers, the church of Jesus Christ, we the bride church, we need to do and we need to be the same thing that Peter and John were in that day. Church, we need to be gathered in this place today and for, for a time of prayer of unity. The gospel spread. But did y'all see in the scripture that I read from last week? L listen to it again. We see an element that the church needs today, that we need today. Look at verse 19. It says, but Peter and John answered them. Whatever is right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. For we are unable to stop speaking. We are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. Church, we need to be united. We need to ask God to go ahead of us. We need to ask God for boldness. We need to have the Holy Spirit lead us like never before. But listen, one thing that we definitely need to be before anything else, listen, we as Christians, believers of Jesus Christ, who claim that we love him and he loves us, we need to be resolved today. It's going to get worse. If you're scared of what you see today in America, this time next year, I promise you, it's going to be worse. What are you going to do then? 
What are you going to do then? If this is crippling you and shutting your mouth, what's going to happen when something worse happens? You need to be resolved today. I don't care. Listen, Satan, I know that you're after me. I know that you're after my family. I know that you're after my wife. Ultimately, you want my, you want my life. You want me to lay down. You want me to shut up. He wants that from every single one of you. We all need to be resolved today. I don't care if I die. If I die, I gain. I gain. I don't care if I lose it all. I still win in the end because I have Jesus. We need to be resolved to follow Jesus. We need to be resolved that no matter what comes our way, we're going to be with him. Now, I want you to understand something, church. For me to preach this message, that puts me right in his crosshairs, so I need your prayer more than anything else. But I'm resolved, Brooke. I'm resolved. Church, are you disturbed that the world is still today trying to shut up Christians from spreading the gospel? Does it disturb you that the world is still trying to shut us up? Are you willing to pray as you have never prayed before? Are you willing to pray from what you've heard from the Scripture this morning to pray like never before? Are you resolved? Are you resolved that whatever comes your way, knowing, knowing that what you're, you're, you're dealing with right now is nothing in comparison to what's coming, that Satan will not, that, that, that Satan will not today, but Every day of your life, he, his desire is to shut you up from spreading the gospel to the world because you know what Jesus has done for you. Are you resolved? Are you resolved? Let's all stand. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Lord Jesus, we come to you asking forgiveness for our sins. We ask you to forgive us where we fail you. Lord, we pray that you would move during this time of invitation that those who call themselves believers in you would be resolved this morning. In Jesus' name I do pray. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, will you come? Do you need to come?